Want to have your product or business featured on this podcast? Get in touch with us. Contact us through the website at potisteri.com for more information. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing this evening? You know, I'm doing really well. I've, um, I smoked a lot, of, a lot of pipe tobacco today. And and so it was a good day. Yeah. Um, yeah, we we have like a really incredible new air conditioner at our shop, which you know when you're in Mississippi Crucial. and it's a subtropic climate here, uh, you know you just you're really thankful for that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Had a it was it was cold in the shop, and so uh, kind of had me. Um, I was just craving my pipe, and so I just puffed it all day long, kind of working on a couple blends, which is kind of fun. So, um, yeah, but uh, it's been a good day. Good, good. I'm glad. Good day. Glad I'm here. I'm uh, I'm a little exhausted myself, man. I woke up uh, early this morning. You know, I I mentioned last week I've been trying to wake up and watch the sunrise. Yeah. And uh, this morning, my daughter actually woke up the same time I did. Okay. And so she sat out on the porch with me and watched. That is cool, man. It was that is really cool. It's pretty amazing. But I'm I'm exhausted. (laughs) I can't I can't do this waking up every single day. Like it does it does energize me a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. It's also somehow very exhausting. Well, that's that's a good uh, good memory though. You won't be. That's an exhaustion. You'll be be glad you uh got up early for man so. speaking of good memories we had yeah. somebody make a pipe pilgrimage to the uh squire this uh this past week it was pretty epic i mean it you know it, it was it was everything and more i think that i i wanted it to be uh yeah so if you if you don't know which i'm i'm shocked if you haven't because this is we, we posted Particularly if you're a live listener a live listener and then i mean like you know pappy joe he 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 is He's kind of an institution. I feel like at this point, you know, he he was one of the first uh, live listeners, and yeah. so he was always you know on point, engaging with us on Twitter. Still is, of yeah. course. Yeah. And uh, Pappy Joe, of course, we were looking forward to seeing him in New Orleans. He makes his pipe pilgrimage last week uh, to come by the Squire. You know, I'm not always able to come by and see people, but you texted Man, me. The stars aligned, and it just worked out. I was like, I'm I'm gonna make sure I've got to go out of town, but I'm gonna make sure that I go there and hang out with Pappy Joe. I, so I want to. So so Pappy Joe, uh, who is from. Uh, uh, Louisiana, kind of uh, north of New Orleans. There, good friend of the show, uh, good friend friend of the Country Squire, uh, and we've developed a couple of private blends for his him. And actually, uh, if you go to the Country Squire's website, um, you can order his um, his private blend, Senior Chief. It's actually featured this month, and you That's can right. order it straight from our site. But yeah, Bo, do you think the beard lived up to expectations? I was actually, I, I think the beard exceeded exceeded expectations. expectations. Yeah. you know, we posted the picture of the three of us up on Facebook, and yeah. it, is, it has since been the most viewed post I think that we've ever <laughs> done. Everyone was like, "That's what that guy looks that's like." That's Pappy Joe. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and no, that's not our long lost father. Right. That's right. Which I mean, I think a lot of people assumed that perhaps he was our father, and uh, and you I, know, just, you know. I, my beard is not nearly robust enough to be in his uh, associated with his bloodline. It's true. It's, I'll be it's very true. I yeah. mean, like it's, uh, it's our, robust. Uh, Coles have a a lot of uh, good things going about with our lineage, but our uh, our facial hair robustness is is not one. Well, of perhaps them. Pappy Joe, <laughs> he might be the Southern Santa Claus. He he could be. He it, could be. It's possible. I bet he it's could possible. make a C- Cajun night before Christmas. Maybe it's Ooh, Pappy Joe. I like that. Are you Chris Kringle? You let us know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed hanging out with you, uh, Joe. It was, a, it was a really great time. I'm looking forward to New Orleans, too, and uh, and hanging out some more. I, I I don't feel like we got near enough time because the other thing, too, is I come into the shop yeah. uh, to see Pappy Joe, 
But the first thing I can't even I'm so distracted by the fact that you completely rearranged the shop. I did. A forty five year old institution, things have been <laughs> in certain places. You get accustomed to certain things and then like, you know, up was down, left is right. There were know. there were cases uh, you know, not in their position and you could see total different shades of brick color. Yeah. That like it was almost like someone opened King Tut's tomb and like, you know, the old air flowed out from like you know, three thousand BC or something, <laughs> and like we we moved cabinets to to make room for a concert that we had Friday night, and right. like th- there were things exposed in that shop that not had not seen lights of day since, uh, you know, since the Johnson administration. <laughs> Man, it was really something. How did that? How the concert go? With it was great. Yeah, our friend Matthew Clark, who's a listener, pipe smoker, and friend of the show. Uh, he uh, came to play one of his um, most recent albums and just some music that he's been working on. It was really, really fun. So uh, anyway, you can find out more about Matthew, MatthewClark.net. Good friend of the show, really great guy. Um, He actually does a lot of touring in the fall. Uh, If you have like a house group or maybe a church group or a civic organization or something that would like someone to come play and kind of interact with the crowd. Great, great guy. So, um, anyway, you might even be able to book him if you like. But, um, yeah. but we had a, had a lot of fun at the Squire. It was really good. And uh, this coming Friday, yeah, we've actually got our last kind of hoorah for the 45th, hoorah. 45th birthday uh, that we're celebrating. And that is going to be our official birthday party at the Country Squire. So, uh, August 28th, 7 p.m., uh, be there or be super lame. Uh, we will <laughs> we will be uh, at the Country Squire, uh, and really, there's no agenda. We're just gonna. I, I do know one person is making a cake, and that cake is gonna have the Country Squire shield oh. on on it with the full logo, which oh, will be dude. which would be really cool. So, uh, man, pipe smoker community, we're all kind of coming out and uh, be a lot of fun. Uh, BYOB, bring friends, uh, bring food if you want. Don't feel like you have to. And uh, yeah, don't have any plans. Come to stay all night. Man, it's that's going to be so great. It'll be a lot of fun. You yep. know, when a location becomes kind of a home away from home, you, you really, it, it's something that's kind of owned by the community. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so it is, it's it a, becomes a living room or kind of a den for like, you know, people yeah it, it, it really is it's kind of uh it's kind of owned by by the people it's a lot of fun well that's great man of course you said that's the 28th now if if you're a little bit up north and not able to make that maybe on that uh thursday the 27th yeah uh you can make it up to grand rapids uh you know i mentioned this last couple of episodes we've got a meetup that's going on in grand rapids at founders at 7 p.m uh that's august 27th that's this coming thursday so day after tomorrow is this thing goes out live i think I don't know how time travel works, but uh, yeah, so, somewhere <laughs> around there. But anyways, it looks like we got a really, really great group. Uh, we've actually got a listener who's uh, driving a little bit out of his way to come up there too, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, more on that and listener feedback when we get there. But good, um, good. really excited about that. Excited to seeing you guys up up there and uh, yeah, having some beers, smoking some pipes. It's gonna be it's fun. Gonna be, gonna be fun. Yeah. Hey, a uh, little bit of clarification. You know, we uh, uh, one of the things we love about doing this podcast is that it's not it's not just you and me, man. Like, yeah, the community. Talk about the communal effort. Yeah, kind of the uh, living room, as it were. We've kind of you know this has become that as well. Oh, so, absolutely, yeah. man. And y'all are really good at holding us accountable. And we ask all the time for you to hold us accountable. Right. You guys are awesome at it. And uh, Dan actually mentioned on Facebook that it, yeah he encouraged us to add a little bit of clarification. Uh, to some some news of the past. You know, we've talked about the fact the New Orleans Pipe Show is coming up. They've got this awesome pipe carver contest. That's right. And uh, and he wanted to make sure that we clarified a little bit of the details, that that contest is only for carvers who have registered as exhibitors at the show. Yeah. Uh, so if you've not done that yet, you've got till September the 7th 
to get in your registration as an exhibitor in order to uh, get your pipe in for the uh, the pipe carvers contest. That's right. That's right. Which is which is great. It's a it's a good opportunity to get your name out there. Out there, you know. Yes, you do have to be present. Uh, yes, you do have to you know sign up to have a booth at the show. But the idea is, you know, you you're going to get a lot of publicity for this, yep. and um, you know, it'll be a really good opportunity for you to network and and you might win some uh, win some cash. Too. Yeah, so it'll be great. But uh, you know, as you know, Country Squire Radio, we're proud sponsors of the New Orleans Pipe Show. Uh, really excited about it, and encourage uh, any carvers that are out there, uh, both well established and aspiring, to uh, man book your. Book your uh, table, and uh, which is not very expensive, and um, and carve a pipe. Yeah, man. Get after it. Yeah. I cannot wait to go and just kind of walk. I mean, I know we're going to be busy because we're going to be doing some audio. It's and, almost a month uh, away. I know. We really need to That's talk insane. to Toby to figure out exactly what it is we signed ourselves He's up He's actually going to be here tomorrow. Is he really? He's actually going to be in Jackson uh, tomorrow, which is, uh, which is really great. What time just, is he going to be Just passing through town. I'm not sure yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you a heads Toby, up. Toby, let us so. know, man. I, I, I want, well, by this point, you'll be gone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's travel. listening now. Yeah. Time, that whole time travel thing. Well, man, that's awesome. Looking forward to seeing uh, Toby Walls in town. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know what? We got a great show tonight. You know, this is kind of a inaugural thing for us because even though we have done uh, Squire Select, obviously multiple occasions as, as uh, regular listeners know, we like to kind of go through and match, uh, you know, usually whiskeys or brown brown water, as it were, with, uh, with different kinds of, uh, you know, tobacco. But right. uh, we've done tea before and, um, you know, we've done, you know, things like gin and um, this and that, but uh, tonight we're doing beer. Yes, sir. We're doing beer. You got to do we've it. We've never done that before. We have never done it before, and I'm really I'm stoked about this because you know uh, in in the era that we live in, almost every single grocery store at this point has kind of that make your own six pack. That's right, yeah. which is so awesome because you get the opportunity to try a lot of different beers, and mm-hmm. um, you know as as we were kind of looking through, and uh, my wife actually made a six pack, so I cannot be. Uh, judged or complimented on the beer selection we have tonight, <laughs> just to clarify that. I think that. there's some good picks here. Ooh, uh, we got some good yeah. stuff. I, I'm excited, too, because a couple of these are uh, kind of regional brews, and so, uh, you know, if you're not from the southeast and maybe want some idea of what, what available's, what's available down here, and uh, you know, you'll get kind of a feel for that. So, yeah, um, yeah let's get it started. Let's um, do it. So, what we've got here tonight, and this is funny for me because I just don't drink a lot of beer. Like, I, I drink beer, but I don't drink a whole lot of beer. So, right. I would love to get feedback from folks that um, that are going to be listening. But this is... Say, your, beer, your beer fridge is always stocked, but maybe that's why it's always yeah, stocked. Yeah, but have you seen what's in it? <laughs> Fair enough. Look, don't say anything about the champagne of beers. I'm just saying. Oh, I could. Champagne with my campaign. Oh. <laughs> this is uh, this is Abita Amber, and yes, uh, you know Abita is uh, you know kind of a regional brewery. I mean, they're out of Louisiana, uh, and uh, have been selling beer in Mississippi for quite a long time. Now, um, Mississippi, as Bo and I are very familiar with, but folks outside the state. Uh, we're typically the last state in the union to do anything right, uh, and so we <laughs> we uh, o- only in the last uh, I guess it's been three years um, we have uh, they raised the limit of the alcohol by volume that you can put in the beer that is allowed to be sold in Mississippi. So right. um, so a lot of these beers we actually could not get. Uh, until recently, I mean, frankly, I think the strongest beer we could get in Mississippi for a long time 
uh, was like Guinness, maybe. I maybe. mean, like maybe. I mean, I yeah. you know I don't know, but like we you know just didn't have access to a lot of any high gravity stuff, and it really kept a you know a lot of companies from distributing here, and then also um, you know wasn't friendly to to craft brewers or home brewers at all. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, they've kind of we've upped that now, and we're kind of you know in the uh, in the whole uh, beer snob mode here in Mississippi, which is kind of cool. Um, and Abita, which is in our neighboring state of Louisiana, good friends down there, uh, make great beer and have just a whole variety of things. Um, but uh, they have uh, this this amber ale, which is which is really nice. I'm gonna read the back. It says Abita Amber is a Munich style lager brewed with pale and caramel malts and German peel hops, or I'm sorry, pearl hops. It is a smooth, malty caramel flavor. And rich and a rich amber color, one of our first and most popular brews. Amber pairs well with many many foods. So, shall we? Yes, we I'm shall. Crack this open. Does um, this make a sound? Don't get my mic wet. You don't want to. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should have said that before I slobbered all over. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the poor. Let's see if I remember my uh, college days well enough to pour, pour this beer without. While you're pouring Getting this, actually, I should mention that, um, you know, uh, one, one of the many, many trips that my wife and I took down to New Orleans, yeah. uh, Abita was actually there doing a uh, kind of a beer tasting. Yeah. There's like a, um, I want to say it's like the Mississippi or the Louisiana Food Hall of Fame or something like food and beverage. Oh my gosh. Can I you know. imagine going to the Hall of Fame for food in Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, and they had like a big thing Dang. they were doing about Mardi Gras too and just kind of the history and the foods involved and everything. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Abita was doing a uh, a beer tasting, and it was awesome. That's really Anyways, nice. Cheers. Oh, uh, yes. So I, I'm i kind of reminded of Newcastle a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I mean. I think it's a little crisper than Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle's kind of a unique beast altogether. But uh, And again, I'm not a beer guy, really. So, I, I, you know, I, people would get different notes. But, like, this is definitely something that it kind of reminds me of, like, a uh, – like a like a British ale, like yeah. a kind of a pub ale type thing. Good brown ale, I or not brown amber ale. Amber ale. Uh, yeah. I love I love ambers. In fact, the first beer I ever made when I uh, made my own beer, uh, the the guy with the shop, I asked him, I was like, "What should mm-hmm. I start with?" And he mm-hmm. said, "Look, start with what you like." And I was like, "Well, I know I like ambers, so yeah, starting with an amber." Um, actually, a beta amber. Interesting uh, little bit about this: you can use a beta amber to actually cook shrimp in. Is that right? Yeah, and well, it's, yeah, I mean, you can cook. You a can, lot of foods with beer. this. This is true. You can cook a lot of foods with beer, but uh, I, one of the things that I love I could doing. I see where shrimp would be good. In any any time uh, doing a little bit of a. Uh, if we don't have enough shrimp to do like a full on shrimp boil, yeah, I'll actually boil them heads on. Of course, uh, in the beer in the, in a beta amber is kind of where I go. That's nice. Yeah, I'd also like to use it to kind of base the shrimp as well. That okay. said, it's also delicious to drink. It's delicious to drink. Yeah, very 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 good. Um, so with this tonight, I have paired a Country Squire original blend. Uh, this is Trumpeter. Trumpeter. Is kind of a uh, fruit and cherry mix. It's it's definitely heavier on the cherry, but it's not a syrupy or cordial cherry. And the reason I picked this is because we have three kind of main cherry blends at the Squire. We have Saratoga, Flambeau, and Trumpeter. Uh, I, I always describe the three this way, and a lot of people think that doesn't make sense. But if you try it, it makes sense. Yeah. I always describe uh, Saratoga as a uh, cordial cherry. Uh, it's very syrupy, so it's real super, uh, like a cordial, you know, uh, gunky kind of fun Christmas cherry. Mm. Uh, we've got flambeau, which is um, kind of a spicy, complex cherry, and so it's like if if uh, you know you had a 
recipe that was really complex, and cherry was a really big piece of that. Uh, Flambeau would be that way. Trumpeter is one of our best sellers, and it is what I call a bright cherry. Uh, it's real bright. It's kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, like a maraschino cherry, like something okay, that's yeah, yeah. you know going to be kind of on top of the ice cream, maybe or something right, like that. Right, right, Not right. super syrupy, um, but it's it's just it's real bright. So um, this pairs because it's so soft and the cherry is subtle enough, while you still are able to taste it. Uh, I think pairs really really well with the beta amber. Um, and was excited to make that pair tonight because I can kind of, I don't know, I'm tempted to to go bust it out right now. Like the, I mean, if you think about you know a cherry blend like this that is certainly cherry but is very soft and wow that more fills subtle. a room right there. Yeah, could you smell it as yeah. soon as I open it? It's pretty great, but but smell that and imagine kind of smoking that with the uh, with the abita amber. You know, the funny thing is, I feel like this actually would bring out additional taste out of the abita amber that i would not have picked up otherwise exactly you know when even when you described um the abita amber it describes itself with notes of a uh, smooth malty caramel flavor uh amber color like i almost think of that cherry kind of going along with that yeah um, which is kind of nice definitely so, uh that's abita amber i don't think i've ever had trumpeter before. trumpeter is great it's one of those blends that like you know, it's never going to be the best seller, and it's um, but it but it's a, it's a very very consistent seller. Like, I mean, that's it's one true of those of that people always blend. come and come and go. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, some. You know, I, one thing I'm proud of at our shop there there are so many cherry blends that are just just you know horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you are not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. I mean, that, there are some that will make your your tongue you know just feel like lava. <laughs> and um you know i i'm really proud of the cherry blends that we've got at the country squire and um yeah trumpeter tr- of the three flambeaux probably my favorite trumpeter is probably uh number two uh, saratoga tends to be a little too sweet for me um but the uh the trumpeter i thought because of how it's mellow and also um you know still complex enough i thought it went with the uh abita amber yeah absolutely man yep so very good i have to clean this up yeah you know i i I've only had a very few cherry blends, maybe two or three, but all of them were were enough to say never again. But I might try yeah. Trumpeter. That smells pretty good. Well, what's funny is um, when I first started working at the Country Squire, um, people come in and they're like, oh, t- you know, what you got? Tell me about your tobaccos and all this kind of thing. And um, I, for a long time, I said, well, you know, I'd introduce them to, you know, like maybe I'd say, here's Lancaster. It's a caramel flavor. Or here's Blue Ribbon. It's a blackberry flavor. Or here's a, um, you know, if you like a, a peach flavor, we've got Summer Breeze over here. And then I would always turn around and say, do you like cherry? Mm. And and if they said yes, then I would let them smell our cherry blends. But if they said no, then I'd move on to something else. The problem with that is that there's a lot of people that do not like the taste of cherry. Just do not. Like right. cherry is not in their wheelhouse. But our tobaccos, a couple of them, uh, particularly Trumpeter and Flambeau, those are two cherries that, like, y- you know, I, I have I hesitate to even ask that to people now, like this, is, or even tell them that this is a cherry because when they smoke it and like try it, then it's like, oh, I get all kinds of stuff with that, and then and then they're like, oh, but I see where it is cherry, right. it's, so it's kind of interesting, yeah. You know, you open up that bag, like I said, it fills a room. It'd be hard to not recognize the cherry, but you're right. If yeah. you just say a cherry tobacco blend, for some people, just labeling it as such has such a negative connotation. Yeah, they, now, they, that's not everybody. You There's think a lot of it of as like, like uh, you know, I, I was uh, someone came in the the shop not too long ago, and they were describing a cherry tobacco as tasting kind of like those sucrets, like a, <laughs> remember those little cough drop things right, or whatever right, they are. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, yeah, 
mean, I'll smoke a cherry blend occasionally when I want that little sucrets taste in yeah. the back of my mouth. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so gross. All right, next we have a standard favorite, which um, particularly for the summertime, it's a great, great beer. This is Blue Moon. It yeah. is a Belgian white, uh, Belgian-style wheat ale. Uh, Blue Moon you can find just about anywhere, and we thought we'd pair it tonight, and I'm going to crack this dude open. Now, while you're pouring this, I'll mention that uh, earlier before we went live, I posted a picture of these three beers that we're going to put out. And uh, listen to the show, Tony said, uh, go ahead and just dump that blue moon down the toilet. <laughs> no, it really is funny. I um, I love blue moon. I, I go back and forth on blue moon. Blue moon is one of those beers that like, you know, if you're super into citrus, if you like a really uh, kind of, you know, bright you know, sweet beer that's just got a whole lot of citrus flavor to it. Uh, you know, Blue Moon is the way to go. It's right. one of those that uh, it's really smooth. Um, you can find it everywhere. A lot of people generally love it. Um, I, sometimes I go in and out of like, is this what I really want to drink? Because it is kind of sweet. It's overly sweet. You'll uh, if you're not familiar with Blue Moon, you'll drink. You'll you'll go to a lot of places and. Uh, kind of like you, you know, put a lime in your Corona or something. Right. You know, you'll put a slice of orange in your Blue Moon. Uh, that's just kind of what you do. And, mm-hmm. you know, so for some people, it's just a little too much. But I'll read what it says on here. Uh, Blue Moon, a refreshing, unfiltered wheat ale uh, brewed and spiced in the Belgian tradition uh, for a uniquely complex taste and an uncommonly smooth finish. Uh, it says, brewed with white wheat and oats, Blue Moon features a crisp wheat finish and the perfect combination of orange peel and coriander. Bring out Blue Moon's natural spices by serving it in a Pilsner glass with an orange slice garnish. Taste responsibly, which we, of course, <laughs> of course, like like to uh, encourage people to taste of responsibly course, on the country. I, I want to go ahead and taste this responsibly. Let's do it. Great summer beer. Like, that's the thing. You know, you have to understand, down here it gets hot this time of year. Yeah. And a good wheat beer is perfect for the summertime. And the other thing about uh, Blue Moon as well, one of the things, one of the reasons that I like it, it's one of those beers that I like to blend yeah. with other beers. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. So so two of my go-tos whenever I'm out, if, if they've got both beers on tap, yeah. is a Hazy Moon, which is Purple Haze and Blue Moon, okay. half and half. Okay. And then also a uh, Black and Blue, which is Guinness and Blue Moon. And really? Both of I've those. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is I, I go to one of the local Isn't pubs here, yeah. and I always order a Black and Blue, and they leave, and then they come back. <laughs> the waitress <laughs> is like, okay, the bartender wants some clarification. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, like, man. did you want blue cheese in your in your beer? Because we, we could make that happen. I always love the con- <laughs> the confidence that the waiter or waitress has when they leave after I order that, and then I always know they're coming back for clarification. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that really is funny. I've, I've never heard that. Really, the only mixed beer drink I've you know am familiar with, I guess, is uh, uh, what you call it, a black and tan. Black and tan. Um, yeah, which of course we have a tobacco named at after at the uh, at the country squire. Um, yeah, so Blue Moon. What I did tonight, I paired this with a uh, just an old standby this is mac baron golden extra uh it's a ready rub tobacco this tobacco uh you know if you could take blue moon and kind of condense it into a pipe tobacco this would be it really (laughs) yeah it's just such a crisp uh citrusy uh maybe a little honey uh kind of flavor to it and it and it's just really really super interesting as mac baron goes uh it's a definitely kind of a flaky tobacco you open up this big three and a half ounce uh are they three and a half ounce aren't they it's not yeah three and a half pound ounce uh tin here uh it's ready rub tobacco kind of similar to virginia number one um in in look except it's a good bit darker and this is a tobacco that just you know it's 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 summery 
It's kind of crisp. It's got a lot of natural sugar, um, and it just it just goes well with a beer like Blue Moon. Oh yeah, isn't that nice? Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, and and, and there is a topping on that. You know, it does have this kind of citrusy honey topping uh, that just gives it a real nice room note. Uh, you know, it's easy on the palate. It, like any Mac Baron tobacco, you're gonna have to smoke it kind of slow. Um, but you know, I, I love their tobaccos because as they do kind of bake in the chamber of that pipe, they really do bring out flavors that you might not get elsewhere. I could not imagine a more perfect pairing. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I looked forward to that one as well, um, just because it's got a just a real nice kind of uh, it's a summery flavor, but it's also got a harshness that I think would pair well with the um just the super silkiness of the of the blue moon yeah no so, that's 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 a match made in heaven right kind of cool yeah you know whenever we do a tobacco talks it always uh it, it always makes me a little frustrated a little jealous I, I wish that we could actually smoke while we're talking but squire <laughs> selects dude it really it's like okay let's get off the air so we can actually like bust in there. then we'll go do it right <laughs> <laughs> which is really great right so yep that's really that's, Perfect. Really, really good. So, so Golden Flake, or I'm uh, sorry, Golden Extra. Yeah, Golden Extra. Uh, it's a Ready Rub Tobacco by uh, Mac Barron. And um, Ready Rub, again, for kind of the, the newer pipe smokers. Yeah, it's a uh, tobacco cut. If you can think of a flake tobacco as like being in these sheets or in, uh, you know, chunks or whatever, uh, it, it, they're really sheets, you know, flakes. You think of Ready Rubbed as basically kind of being already torn apart. Right. It's like Ready Rubbed. It's Ready Rubbed out. You know, when people tear up a flake to put in their pipe, a lot of times they'll say, you know, they're going to rub out their pipe tobacco. And uh, with a Ready Rubbed, it's just kind of already It's already prepped you. and good to go. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. So good pairing there. That's Blue Moon. Um, and then we've got one last one. This is another local brewery. Good one to say for last, too. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah. And by the way, Bo, we have um, three half empty beers here that we're about to have and so that means you and i are going to have some homework it's gonna gonna be a late show tonight (laughs) this is a beer that i very much love um this is a beer by a company in mississippi called lazy magnolia uh now there there's a town in uh south mississippi named kill it's it's pronounced uh, let me make sure i'm getting getting it right it's pronounced kill but it looks like kiln Kiln, kiln. So you, but you say you say kill, and it is the home of Brett Favre. Oh, okay, I know that guy. Which looks like Favre, but you say it Favre. Right, right. So just just deal with it. And he he was um he, he was somebody. Who yeah, did... he was a hockey player, right? No, he, <laughs> Brett Favre was the uh, quarterback, obviously for the Green Bay. Yeah, Tigers. the Mississippi Tigers. The, the, Wait, the yeah, the Mississippi. Okay. Yeah, right, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sissy nannies, yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, Brett Favre, also a uh, quarterback at Southern Miss for uh, several years before he going on to the Packers to um, win a Super Bowl. So, uh, But anyway, Lazy Magnolia, uh, they're kind of one of our first legit breweries here in Mississippi and that's just right. made a lot of uh, really good stuff. They had so much, uh, you know, excitement around them when Mississippi kind of changed our beer laws to allow for some more high-gravity stuff. And so, um, anyway, they came out eventually with Timber Beast, which they call a rye IPA. Uh, typically, man, these things are strong. Uh, they come in a four-pack, typically, uh, and I'll read it. It says, Timber Beast is the first in Lazy Magnolia's Back Porch series, a spicy, full-bodied imperial rye pale ale balanced with a generous dose of Zythos hops. Uh, retreat to the back porch and be a little lazy. Uh, cheers, y'all. Big cheers, y'all. Big cheers. Yep. So this is Timber Beast. Let me pour you a little dram. 
Timber Beast, you're not messing around, typically. This is a full stomach beer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a full stomach beer. And, you know, it's got, you know, I say I say it's super strong. It's got, it says 9% alcohol by volume. Um, the thing about it, 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 it always seems like it might be more than that. <laughs> if you're hoppy and you know it, it's Timber Beast. It's Timber Beast. You can feel the heat, like, on it. Not heat, but, yeah. like, you feel the strength of it even on your tongue. It's it's definitely tingly. You know, Timber Beast. I remember. Uh, oh, it's tasty. I love it. When some of the local bars and pubs started getting Timber Beast mm-hmm. uh, on draft, and it was I think the first time I had it was actually at our, our kind of our local um, uh, Irish pub here. Yeah, and everybody was getting it. And they were really talking it up, and then I got it, and I was just like, it kind of you know hit like punched me in the face. Yeah, you know, like when you get a, a like a real hoppy IPA, and yeah. you weren't expecting a really hoppy IPA. Yeah, it com- comes out of left field. You got to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And, and and this one is funny. Like you taste the hops. Obviously, the hops are there. It's very it's 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 hoppy, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's as hoppy as maybe like a Ranger IPA, sure, a sure, New sure, Belgium sure. or something. But it does have a um, just a strength to it that I think hits me in a different way. I love Timber Beast, really, yeah. really good. No, no, no. And I, 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 I can appreciate that a lot of people like Timber Beast. It's yeah. just it's too bitter for me. Well, and it, it all goes back to are you an IPA guy, right? So it depends on the IPA because I it, have. It been. does. It depends on the IPA yeah. for me too. Typically, I'm gonna like an IPA, particularly over. Uh, like a stout beer. I'm not a stout guy. I'm oh, not I love a, stouts. I'm not a porter guy. Yeah. Uh, any any beer like that. I do like. It's funny though. I do like Guinness. Like a, Guinness is a is a beer I, I like to go to. But it's kind um, of in a in a really it's an kind of its own thing. Its that own, creamy yeah. kind of thing I, I like going on, but not not as much some of the other ones. But um, but yeah, IPAs I generally love, and uh, and Timber Beast is great. Um, so what I've done here tonight. Um, I've paired this. This is kind of an ambitious one, and yeah. I, I was really, really proud of this. I paired Timber Beast uh, with the Country Squire's own Bag End. Uh, Bag End is a tobacco. Um, let me see if I can get this right. Uh, Bag End, I, I was actually uh, emailing back and forth with a, with a friend about it today. It is a tobacco that I always say, number one, uh, the room note of Bag End is what pipe tobacco should smell like if you smell bag end that is what pipe tobacco should smell like mm. it's kind of a it's not sweet it's kind of a musky like earthy smell right and it's got it just smells like tobacco ought to smell and number two i always tell people if you have if you have smoked bag end and you have learned how to smoke it without being abused by it you have learned how to smoke Congratulations, a pipe. Congratulations, you've you, made it. You have learned how to smoke a pipe. You really have because because bag end is it's super complex, but there's a lot of you know, it's heavy in Virginia, but it's also got a lot of this um kind of ready rubbed uh yellow Virginia in it, which right. is high in sugar content. And it's one of those tobaccos that makes you work for it. Like you have to work for it. And if you're willing to put it in your pipe and nurse it and baby it and smoke it all the way to the bottom, and not get tongue bite, and 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 really feel the flavors of the full bowl. You're, it's gonna it's gonna make you earn it, and you're gonna be so proud when you're done, and you're gonna love it. Takes time. To it get takes it right. time. It takes time, and that's why I wanted to pair it with uh with a really good IPA like this. Right. It's one of those that like it's not for everyone, but if it's your thing, 
you're going to work for it and you're going to love it. And I love back end. I, um, even just smelling the bag, it kind of, um, just brings back a lot of memories of me just smelling it in the shop and be like, that's what tobacco ought to smell. Bag end, uh, you know, you might call it like a Oriental blend or a, even a Scottish mixture. It's one of those that, um, you know, you've got Virginia, Burley, some unflavored Cavendish, um, Orientals and Latakia. The Latakia is definitely in the background on this. And so you've got a kind of that Oriental, uh, front, but there's a, there's a spiciness to it, I think, that just comes from the combination of a lot of those different flavors that are there uh, that I thought would pair nicely with the with the IPA. So, it, it's um, a beautiful tobacco, man. And I got to yeah. tell you, I am not it's that, really nice. I'm not there yet. Like, I have not achieved that, that status, <laughs> that level. No, 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 you have not. No, but, but I want to, man. Like, yep. it's it's kind of nice to have something like that if, as you're kind of yep. progressing through your uh, your palate. And there's Absolutely. nothing wrong with kind of sticking where you are or anything like that. But if no, you do want to kind of challenge yourself and, and kind of uh, get to that John David level of, you know, pulling out the uh, the various flavors and, and scents and everything else. Oh, I'm so sophisticated. At the end of uh, <laughs> at the end of your journey, there's always bag ends. Yeah, that's, bag that's bag end is a great tobacco. Like I said, it's one of those that uh, you know if you if you smoke it, uh, it number one, that's what pipe tobacco should smell like. And number two, uh, you know if you have learned how to smoke bag end and really enjoy the flavors of it and and pull out all the nuances. You've arrived. You've learned how to smoke a pipe. I tip my hat to you, sir. These, this, you know, beer and pipe tobacco. I, think I did really well tonight. Yeah, I think you did exceptionally <laughs> well. In fact, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and make it required reading, right? Homework for uh, for yeah. the listeners. If you if you indulge in uh, adult beverages <laughs> and, and like beer at all, I would definitely try these pairings, especially those first two. Man, I, I like. They're really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, uh, the the golden golden extra, right? Yeah, golden from Mac Baron. The right. golden extra, Mac Baron, and and that blue moon in particular like i I, i'm going to have to do that tonight yeah (laughs) it's it's cool too because uh this says it's actually high class pipe tobacco our friends at mac baron are you know want you to know that if you if you smoke this you are elitist and patrician and better than everyone else well then i I make sense that i would no just kidding Uh, (laughs) exactly (laughs) would you like some more brandy or blue moon Oh man! With that, please. Uh, yeah, I, I will take. Do some you want more. a refill? You want some more blue moon? Actually, I save a little bit of the blue moon because I'm going to have that a little bit later on with that pipe tobacco. Go ahead and hit me with some of that abita. So, how about the abita? And I'll yeah. let you uh, knock good. out some more yeah, of that I timber think beast. Eat, drink some of this uh, timber beast. That's too, the beautiful so. thing about Esquire Select, man. Is uh, we get to enjoy the accompaniments without uh, throughout the entire episode. Boy, that was a terrible pour. If if you're watching the live show, you'll notice that I just I poured a whole lot of foam on the top of. Well, that, it's all right. That's you know it. In college, that would have been called a, a party foul. Yeah, yeah. And, and really it is. Well, you know, at, at, I went to a Baptist college, so that would have been called expulsion. That would have... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, man. Look, uh, the great thing, like I said, we get to enjoy this throughout the episode, including during things like us telling you about Audible. That's right. Uh, if you've been listening for some time, you already know Audible is a great place to go for audiobooks. If you head over to audibletrial.com slash CSR today... You can get yourself a free audiobook, and we encourage you to do it. You can get anything you want on Audible. You can absolutely. It's like it. this whole smorgasbord of, uh, or a pick six, as it were, of uh, of the Audible world. I hope they serve beer in hell by Tucker Max. <laughs> Five hours and forty six minutes of what we can only assume is heresy. Check it out. You can get it at audibletrial.com slash CSR. I we really may not, may or may not endorse this book, but 
I mean, we're, we're talking about it, and you can listen to it on Audible. But I just said I could only assume it's heresy. It, it might. It, <laughs> it's probably horrible. <laughs> but they've also got good books, so check it out. You can Audible find a lot on Audible, yeah, and uh, and it helps the show. Tucker Max probably actually listens to this show. He might with with the with our luck. Sorry, Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the show, we'll have you on. Yeah, great. yeah. Defend your book. That actually, there you go. We'll that's a, yeah, that's good. As is. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week is brought to us, as always, by the New Orleans Pipe Show. If you go to nolapipeshow.com right now, you can register yourself to be there. And you, as we mentioned earlier in the show, if you are a pipe carver, you're going to want to go ahead and get yourself an exhibitor table to make sure you can enter into that pipe carver's contest. Get it in by September 7th. September the 7th. This one comes into us by uh, Jeremy, who says, I am a Latakia lover and would love for you to expand on the differences between English and Balkan blends. Yeah, Balkan blends are, you know, interesting. English, um, here we go with our definitions again, right? So, you know, it's a constant battle of, well, so-and-so said it's got to have this percent to be a Scottish mixture. And so-and-so said it's got to, you know, if you're going to call it a oriental blend it has to have this but you know it can just be english if it's got this i mean we we go back and forth on these things i always i always come back to what blend is the standout kind of in this in this particular tobacco and so uh, with balkan blends you've got these 
uh, tobaccos that come from the Balkans, okay? And so when you say Balkans, what does that mean? Uh, the area of north of Greece, you've got uh, like Macedonia, uh, Albania, uh, what is right there, like Serbia, some of those areas. Um, and then and then Greece, obviously, is, is a part of that too, the northern section. Um, and there are, you know, leaves from these regions that make up kind of what you might think of as a Balkan-style blend. So, yeah, so, you know, you've got leaves that are all from these areas. Um, it, what kind of percentage has to be in a Balkan blend of those things? It's up for debate. I mean, some people will say, you know, it, it, at least uh, 5 or 10%. Some people will go, you know, 20 to 25. I'd, I always go back to what, what stands out in the tobacco, okay? If a tobacco is, you know, just featuring Latakia, I'm going to typically call it an English blend. That's a that's right. a that's a blend that, um, you know, a lot of folks will see as okay. This is a either Virginia Burley and Latakia, or maybe it's got you know a, maybe even a little Perique in there, but it's still kind of that English style blend because the feature is the Latakia. Okay, um, you know, you've got the Oriental blends, which. Um, you know, can be kind of anything from the Middle East, right. um, you know, on top of the Latakia. And the, the Balkans are just kind of a segment of that. And so um, you get really specific with this stuff. Generally, I like to kind of talk about uh, English blends and then Oriental blends. And under Oriental, I kind of tend to put like Scottish mixtures and Balkan blends, and those kind of can sometimes muddy together a little bit. Um, to be honest with you, they're really alike. It's just that when when you smoke an English blend, the focus is solely and strictly on the Latakia. Mm. You know, it's when you start introducing these other elements that make it, uh, you know, just more uh, more complex, complicated, and then all of a sudden, you know, like with, uh, with Bag End, for instance, which is one of our house oriental blends, it's a blend that it's got Latakia in it, but it's one of those that the Latakia is in the background yeah. after the Orientals. And so, um, you know, there's some kind of interesting uh, tobaccos that are in here that just give it a uh, kind of an earthy, woody flavor. The Latakia is there, but it's definitely in the background. So I would call this an Oriental blend. Um, it's not a, you know, Balkan blend just because of where the leaves come from. Uh, with this, you'd probably point it more towards Turkey. Um, but it's just one of those tobaccos that, um, you know, the Latakia is there, but it's not up front, so you don't call it an English blend. Well, is that clear as mud? Well, you know, you, probably. And you did mention, <laughs> I mean, you might ask two or three other tobacconists and get some different answers there as well. Yeah. But, uh, oh, ab- absolutely. That's the thing. Like, you've got, you know, well, what constitutes an aromatic tobacco? Well, you know, is it is it tobacco that's been flavored, period? Or is an aromatic tobacco, does that include uh, tobaccos that have just been uh, topped a little bit at the end of the process? Right, or did, right. the, did the leaves actually have to be soaked in the casing for it to be aromatic? I mean, th- there's there's toppings kind of lurking everywhere in a lot of these tobaccos. Like, uh, you know, this uh, Golden Extra from MacBaron, um, it's got a topping on it. A lot of MacBaron tobaccos do. But, uh, you know, would you call it a super aromatic tobacco? I, you know, I, I would hesitate to. Really? I, it's, such a cl- it's such a clean smoking tobacco. Interesting. That, like, I mean, it's definitely aromatic, but, like, you know, it's not a. It's certainly not a heavy aromatic. I just, don't know. It's, just it's because it is aromatic doesn't mean it's a aromatic. A, I mean, <laughs> 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 maybe I need some more timber. You know, again, and we've referred people to our our friend, good friend of the show, Greg Peace, who 
uh, listens and followed me on Twitter uh, the other day. Dude, follow, dude you've you've arrived more than you think. I know, right? Uh, Greg, good good friend of the show. Uh, one of my uh, one of the blenders in America that I just kind of want to be when I grow up. Even though he's probably only like five years older than me. <laughs> um, you know, he's one of those people that's really well accomplished. He's got some good resources on uh, online, and I think even on his site. Uh, about GLPs that uh, talks about, you know, kind of some definitions that are working. And I'd, I'd point you to him. You've got mm. some other resources, uh, some of the online retailers where have people that, uh, you know, kind of describe that occasionally and uh, tobaccoreviews.com. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of all open for interpretation. I, I, I just typically, my rule of thumb is, you know, if it features Latakia and the Latakia is front and center, uh, without anything other than maybe Virginia's Burleys and maybe some Perique, um, that's an English blend. And then from there, you know, the question is what is featured, how much is it, and then where uh, where do those leaves come from? And uh, if that leads you to the Balkans, then that leads you to the Balkans. Great question, Jeremy. We appreciate you uh, writing that in. And, hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in, CSR at Pottery.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions this week. Uh, this is kind of fun. So the idea here is that snobbiness factor, right? Okay. So um, I can deal with that. I've, I've been watching Extreme Homes lately. This uh, this kind of mini series done by HGTV about yeah, you know, billionaires and how they spend their money. And uh, and so it, it inspired me to come up with uh, some of that ooh type of stuff. You can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Underwater home or treehouse? Like a house actually built in the trees. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, I guess I got to go with treehouse. Underwater home is super attractive, but I, I think I have to go with treehouse. Okay. Yeah, I, I think so too. There's just too much concern that like, what if you spring a leak? Like, you'll drown. Yeah, you're done. It's over. Yeah. I mean, treehouse, it could fall down, but. Still. Now, have you seen some of these hotels that are actually underwater? And, like, you, yeah. you can rent, basically, cabins and stuff. I mean, they're they're essentially, that's what they are. But they're, you know, they're underwater in these really exotic, um, you know, maybe Pacific Island locations or something. And you see them featured occasionally online. But, uh, you know, you, you take a little ferry boat out to the, you know, what appears to be kind of a floating barge thing. And yeah. you walk in there, and maybe there's some rooms on the surface. But, but then you find this staircase, and it goes down, and... Dude, you're you're underwater with the fishes, and there's like a yeah, bed like pods and, like, and such. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's super futuristic looking, but yeah. like you know, you're you're literally your 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 hotel room is underwater. I'd love to stay. I don't think I'd want to live. So treehouse. Yeah, treehouse. Uh, would you rather have a butler or a chauffeur? A butler. Okay. Yeah, just to get stuff for me. Get just like a gopher. I'll drive. Yeah, but I want a butler. See, I feel like a chauffeur. I could get way more done if I didn't have to drive. No, I like driving because that's kind of my mindless time. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like. I want to preserve that my windshield time, but uh, yeah. But give me a butler. That's your mindless time. Do stuff for me. I, I would just assumed that. Never mind. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. A uh, private island or private jet? I think jet. You. It's kind of a trick question, right? Wouldn't you need the jet to get to the private island? Uh, you maybe. Or I guess you could take a ferry. Yeah. Islands are cool. Another thing about HGTV is they have, you know, the House Hunter series. Yeah. They do, like, a specialty series called Island Hunters, where it's people that go and buy islands. I didn't know that. And the thing is, they're not 
like ridiculously unaffordable. Yeah. Like if you go to like certain areas, like they're small islands. Like it might just be your house on a rock in the ocean. Yeah, but you can own it. But you can own it. It's yours. And you can call it your island and you can fish right there off of the uh, off the side. Man, that's amazing. I know. I don't know. If it were one of those islands like in Dubai that like is was literally a built island that right. was built to look like a Mickey Mouse head or a palm tree <laughs> or something just crazy, you know, right, like right. I, I, I could maybe get on board with that. All right. right yeah. On. But, t- but give me a jet. And then when I want to go to the beach, I go to the beach or when I want to go to the mountains, I'll go to the mountains. You can make it a pipe with coral reef kind of coming out the, uh, the bowl. Ooh, that's nice. That'd be sweet. That's yeah. the retirement plan for country. Square. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Brandy and pipe or gin and cigar. Well, I have to, I, it's always pipe. I have to go with the pipe. So you'd forego the gin in order to get the pipe. Yeah, I'd I'd prefer to drink gin, but I'd rather smoke my pipe than a cigar. So brandy and pipe. Yeah, brandy and pipe. I'm with you. Done. Uh, And then last but not least, would you rather, and this is every single day, wear cufflinks or wear a bow tie? Uh, Man, that's tough. Okay, because I'm assuming, when when I think cufflinks, I think, okay, if you're wearing cufflinks, you're Mm. probably already wearing a tie. Mm. Okay. Hmm. Um, that's a good. That's a good, astute observation. You don't. There. You don't really. I mean, there are times. I guess you might wear cufflinks without wearing a tie. Um, so, but if you wore a tie, you wouldn't have to always wear cufflinks. So, I'll go with the bow tie. See, I'm going to go with the cufflinks, <laughs> and I'll go with the fashion faux, faux pas of not wearing a tie with the cufflinks. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it's not. I don't know. No, you're. But you're right. I hadn't thought about. Do you that. own a French cuff shirt? Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you wear cufflinks if you wanted to? I, if I wanted to, yeah. And I also have cufflinks. I think I've got a couple of different cuff, cufflinks. That's cute. Do, do you have a, a pair of? Cufflinks? Well, like some of them. Like <laughs> I think I actually still have the cufflinks from like prom. Wow. Yeah. Hey, do I we think have I might some not have prom not re- pictures of Bo? No, no, we do not. Oh, dude, we should do that. <laughs> hey, no. do you? Can you believe uh, my junior prom? I wore an ivory tuxedo i can believe that. i was that guy i think i've actually seen pictures of you in that i was going to be so different because i was that guy and then everybody was wearing the exact same thing no that definitely oh, okay yeah, not that year <laughs> it, it was it was pretty disturbing don't worry about it all right well hey if you want to send us in some disturbing quick fire questions you can csr at potisteri.com your thoughts your comments listener feedback Listener feedback this week. We got some great stuff, man. A couple things from Facebook, but uh, first of all, we got this wonderful review from iTunes. This comes from Fifteen by Ten. Yeah, on iTunes, it says, uh, "Great guys to hang out with." Bo and JD produce an informative and entertaining podcast. The banter and information are a great addition to morning workouts. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you, Fifteen by Ten. Uh, man, that's great. Uh, the next one comes from Jason Mill, and he says, uh, "Bo and JD, I really enjoy Country Squire Radio and look forward to every new episode. It has even given me a newfound appreciation for Mondays. Every episode, be it current or archived, is full of good-natured humor, uh, great pipe-smoking tips, and always points to the exceptional backstory that surrounds pipes, pipe tobacco, and the people who appreciate them. Uh, my job takes me all over the country, but as good fortune would have it, I'll be working in Kalamazoo next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to coming up to Grand Rapids and meeting up with Bo and some of the CSR listeners at Founders Brewing, which is really cool. Many thanks, Jason. So, Jason, thanks for writing in, brother. We appreciate it. Man, that's that's awesome, Jason. Can't wait to hang out with you. It's going to be a, a blast. 
Dan Williams also wrote in, said, I just wanted to thank John David for taking the time to talk about pipes, tobacco, and life with me as I stopped by the shop. Didn't expect to spend two hours there. You know, that kind of thing happens sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah, Dan, thanks for thanks for swinging by me. And it's always a lot of fun to, you know, have folks stop in. But, um, yeah, that's what happens. Our our shop is one of those places where, uh, you know, we had two folks today, uh, Richard and, and Mike Armstrong. They were both there. Uh, I think they walked in the shop around 11. They both kept saying over and over they had a place to be like in the near future and and they stayed till you know 5 30 oh, awesome. <laughs> it just kept going hey one last bit of uh pseudo listener feedback you know at the top of the show we mentioned that perhaps pappy joe was the southern santa claus yeah he immediately tweeted us a picture of him in his santa claus he proved it garb he, yeah he proved it so it's, there you it's go. pretty pretty amazing with he, a with a long stem uh meerschaum pipe the beauty yeah he is the cajun night before christmas i'm i'm for it i don't I'm, know i'm down I'd, i would let pappy joe come down my uh chimney if he brought presents if he brought presents good I stuff i wouldn't call the cops on him pipe tobacco good stuff <laughs> Good stuff, Matt. All right. Well, great. Well, look, we appreciate all of this wonderful listener feedback, especially appreciate those iTunes reviews. It's a great way to help support the show. And, uh, you know, the way that you find the show is is wonderful as well. If you are using an iOS device, we'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes. And, hey, if you've got an Android smartphone, we'd love to, for you to subscribe to the show on the new Satchel podcast player. Currently in open beta and looking for feedback from both users and podcasters. So if you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. And if you're a listener, you can download it straight from the Google Play Store. Just search for Satchel. You can also find links to that in our show notes for this episode and from countrysquareradio.com where you you can find all of our contact information, including our Twitter handles. You can follow me. I'm at the real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, and you can get us at the shop at, at underscore country squire. And of course, follow the show at Squire Radio on Twitter. Uh, and you're going to want to keep up with us because this week's going to be big. I mean, we've got meetups happening in Jackson. We've got meetups That's happening right. in Grand Rapids. So That's if right. You're not following us on Twitter, you might be missing out. So uh, make sure that you are kind of keeping in touch there. Uh, man, this was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Yeah. yeah. I just refilled my uh, my little glass. I know I'm about to uh, I'm about to do the same. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna do a little post show. I, I think so, but off air. But it'll just be like you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. All right, well, let's go have a night. See you, bro. You've been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.